Good morning, and welcome to Wheeling the Pathways of Life, a production of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle, with your host, Brian Fitzpatrick, and co-host, Caitlin Fitzgerald. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of a disabled individual as they navigate the pathways of the world around us. We hope to shed light on and open your eyes to new perspectives on the lives of those with disabilities. Most of us have disabilities we must live with, but it is the way we deal with them that defines us. The opinions and beliefs expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions and beliefs of this station. And now, Brian Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, we're bringing you another episode of Wheeling the Pathways of Life. How are you doing, Caitlin? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Brian? We're doing, we're doing just fine. Doing just fine? Yes. That's good to hear. Today's show is going to be kind of interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yes. I don't know if I like when you say that it's gonna be interesting. It puts me on edge. When you said and this when you have a couple things to say. What? When you when you when we sit down and we plan shows and you say I'm gonna have a couple things to say on this one. I mean not bad things, but I mean you're gonna you're going to be able to join in on the conversation a little a bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just from things that I've seen. Um, yeah. Just from things that I've seen um, in my in my personal yeah. experience. But, I again, yeah. you know, not things that I've seen no. a lot of. Um, obviously, you were more well-versed in this issue. There's just, you know, I think it's only like one or two things that I've, I've personally seen. Yeah. Um, but that's um you know we haven't really really yeah. told our listeners exactly what we're talking about yet. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who are a little bit confused right now, Brian wanted to you wanted to talk about the ADA today, right? Um, the I think Amer- you mentioned it briefly last week. The Americans with Disabilities Act. Yep. And what is what what it's intended for and what it's some of the pitfalls and some of the uh, ways that it could be improved and reminding landlords and um, the uh, people involved with the ADA that um, what they need to watch out for and uh, you know Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the subjects that I would like to bring up is 
There's one word in there that I am very not fond of is reasonable accommodations. It just seems very subjective. Yeah. It's not a very it's not a very objective term. It just seems like it's um it's yeah. kinda it's kinda loose and it seems like, you know, what's reasonable for one person isn't necessarily reasonable, reasonable for everybody. For the other. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a one size fits all type of deal. Yeah, and what I mean by what what I mean by it's not it's not a one size fits all. I mean, what's reasonable for one, like she just said, reasonable for one, it's not reasonable for others. Mm-hmm. And um, um, what will work for? Somebody else, I could walk into a situation and say, this is not going to work for me. However, it is very difficult to um, nothing in the disabled community is actually set in stone. I mean, it's... Um, it's got to be flexible because each client, each consumer or client is different. So it takes a little bit to... Everybody has their own yeah. set of needs. Yeah. Yep. And they're not all the same. Nope. Nobody's needs are the same as another person's. You know, yeah. we're all individuals. We all require different things. Yep. Sometimes I require more than others, but yeah. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the the things that I alluded to last week is the... um, Separation of truth and state within the uh, um, within the ADA. Um, Do you want to go over that one more time? Because I don't think I was all that. I I think that was a little bit confusing for me. Okay. To understand. Okay. Let me put it to you this way. If the church is being used solely as a church okay so just for like worship and services and not doing bingo and stuff like that so not opening themselves up to like public events yeah then they are exempt from needing to require to be ADA ADA compliant okay but the minute they open themselves up to bingo and outside public activities. Then they waive the um, ADA exemption. And then they have to be ADA compliant. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, like my pastor says, why wouldn't we want to be? Yeah, why, why, I I wouldn't understand, I wouldn't understand not wanting to, um, to be accessible. Yeah. Um, 
to everyone that you possibly can be. Yeah. Um, Do you think like a lot of the issues come down to the time and money that goes into making a space ADA compliant or what do you, where do you think that stems from that hesitance for uh, places with those exemptions, not to still go ahead and, and make themselves accessible? In places like uh, that are, um, that are, um, that are, um, um, I'm thinking about what I want to do when they're um, non-profit. It's harder to come up with the money to do it. So, so you think it's a money issue? When they're non-profit, it's very difficult to come up with the money to do it. Um, so, um, however, with the COVID thing, this is not what I know, this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. There is more money floating around for, uh, You mean like the state funding? Modification to electronics and stuff. And some of that can fall under the um, ADA requirements. Yeah, like the aid, yeah. the state aid. If they, if people in wheelchairs can't get into church, then they can dip into uh, the money for getting into setting up um, remote access. So that uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with like the stipulations that come with like the aid that's floating around, so I don't know. But I'm just saying, from what I gather, there's there's definitely ways to legal ways, but there's always loopholes. There's always ways to get. Uh, I did a week. That week. There are legal ways, but there's always ways to get them. Uh, You're talking about loopholes? Yeah. Mm. With um, legal, legal loopholes, I'm not getting myself Perfectly into. legal loopholes. Yeah. Yes. I'm not trying to get myself <laughs> That would be a first. You trying not to get yourself into trouble. Um, yeah. Yes. I haven't done it with you yet. Gotten yourself into trouble? Yes. Who says that? <coughs> Did I ever explicitly say that? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, don't quote me on it. One of the stories that I remember from my father, mm -hmm. and it comes up um, just about every time I talk about this, um, and this was a long time ago, so I can tell the story, but, um, when Dad was working with UCB, he got a call from the hospital, and, uh, 
they made a mistake and um, they got a patient home and brought a wheelchair in for him to go to a doctor's appointment. He got the patient in the chair and then discovered they couldn't get him out the door because the door, the chair was too big. They hadn't measured? Yeah. They hadn't measured the door before they put the client in it to get him out the That's door. That's quite the mistake. Yes. I think you were mentioning something about measuring yesterday too. Um, yeah. In regards to like filling out transportation paperwork. Yeah. And you know, like how do how do you expect a consumer uh, to to measure their own chair? How do you expect a consumer to measure their own chair? I mean, the only way they can do that is to have the places that are requiring for it to be measured them come out and do it themselves. Yeah, you you feel like that there should be there should be more effort on the part of those agencies to answer those questions and make make it work for the consumers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the BR the BRTA right now is not working on Sundays because of driver shortages, but... Uh, it's been uh, a source of frustration for you. I feel like, is that our problem? I mean, is that something, you know... Uh, we, you mean like you still, you still have to get around? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your yeah. life doesn't, doesn't stop. Yeah. On specific days. Yeah. You know? I get uh, that. I get that. I mean, it must be frustrating to have one of the only um, ways for you to get around just be completely inaccessible to yeah. you on certain days, and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, yeah. you know, there are some places that you can get yourself to, you know, like up the street, but... Yeah. You know what what happens if you need to if you need to go further, and there's no one that can do that for you. And UCP has been nice enough to give me the use of the van sometimes, but like like they say they don't want to come in on Sunday because the office is closed. The office is closed. Yep. So it would be have to be predetermined of you know. Yep. Who's going to do it? Yeah. We have no guarantee where the band's going to be at the time we need it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Now, what about, what about older buildings that, you know, were, were built before the Americans with Disabilities Act? They are not required to be uh, they're not required to be ADA compliant no but you said if it's a public facility and they do new construction on it they are required to be yeah 
Um, so if they add on, they would then have to take the extra step and make themselves ADA compliant. Yeah. But only if it's only if it's a public facility. Yeah. Best way for me to explain it is, um, in the electrical business, this is the best way for me to explain it. Okay. In the electrical business, if you've got a light uh, fixture that's set up in the wall, um, where you got the junction box in the wall, um, and any new construction, that junction box needs to be out uh, of the drywall. Mm -hmm. It cannot be covered up in the drywall anymore. So as soon as they do that, that opens themselves up to changing, modifying the, uh, uh, that brings up a whole nother, uh, whole nother situation. That's why most landlords, if they don't care, I'm not saying all landlords don't care, but if they open themselves up to that, then they have to they have meet to the updated requirements. Yep. Okay. And all right. That's why most landlords don't do the up the remodeling yeah. or the construction. Yep. Because it turns something that's you know expensive and time consuming into something that's more expensive and time consuming it from the viewpoint of a landlord. Yeah. Which is Stupid. terrible. Terrible yeah. to, you know. Put themselves in. It, no, I'm, I wasn't saying it's terrible to put themselves in. It's just, it's kind, it kind of feels crappy to, um, you know, yeah. not make that housing accessible yeah. to everybody. When we, when we, uh, when we, uh, Later on, I may save this one for when we come back from... From our break. Break, but I'll tell you about one that Pittsburgh Housing did to me. That, um, I ran into with Pittsburgh Housing. All right. When we come back from our quick break. Yes. We'll delve into that. Yeah. listening to Wheeling the Pathways of Life on WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle. On behalf of UCP of Western Massachusetts, Wheeling the Pathways of Life would like to thank the following organizations for their continued support of UCP. Scarafoni Realty, Greylock Federal Credit Union, Crane Paper Foundation, and The Stationery Factory in Dalton, Massachusetts. We're back, folks. Um... 
when I, when I was when I was saying about the fill housing. Yes, I went in. This is my opinion, and uh, uh, this is not. Uh, put anybody down, but I think it's kind of crazy this happened, but uh, the situation was I was looking to move into Columbia Arms, and the uh, facility wound up saying no, because I could not handle the elevator myself. Um, and that was a case of I hand, I handicapped facility can't accept a handicapped person because they can't use the elevator by themselves. And uh, I think that's crazy. That is. That is pretty crazy, and we were talking about that. We were talking about this yesterday, and I, I don't. I'm not saying that I agree with it, but did the, it was wasn't it like the building inspector said something mentioned something about like electrical failure in the in the elevator. Um, using the excuse, as far as I'm concerned, that um, I would be, I would be. Crazy enough to drive my chair into um, a wall and use a poker to poke the button and still continue to drive the chair through the switch, which would cause a fire. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that I agree with that. No, no, I'm just saying. You, no, you're ex you're explaining, and I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying, my only concern, if it were me, my only concern would be, what if there was an electrical failure? I'm not saying a fire. I'm not saying what if you caused a fire. I'm saying what if there was electrical failure, and you were trapped on the elevator, without anybody else, and you know the question then becomes like how can you how can you get to the call button to call for help. But if there is an electrical failure, the fire department is automatically called anyway. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. It's, I uh, was just asking a question. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I'm, I wasn't trying to be rude, but I was just answering the question as far as the fire department is usually automatically called when there's a. Um, especially in buildings like that because the fire alarm goes into a trouble, trouble alarm when the okay. fire alarm system goes down so it's pretty um Caitlin I apologize if oh no no I didn't think you were being rude I just okay. wanted to be clear that I okay. was just simply asking a question because okay. Some of this stuff is new to me, okay. and so I'm going to ask questions if I don't okay. understand something. Okay, I'm just... And, you know... Maybe. Maybe. I was just saying that, you know, if it were me, I would be concerned yeah. about the risk of electrical failure. Yeah. 
but I wasn't aware that the fire department was notified immediately. Not immediately, but if somebody's stuck in the elevator and... Um... Okay. That makes sense. But if it's... If a life line is set up right in the apartment, that can be reached, um... Wherever I am in the apartment, wherever I am in the building, so they could easily push my button as far as the lifeline goes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Uh, but you said that you don't have the GPS yeah. lifeline. Yes. Which I did not know that there was distinctions. I thought that they would all include GPS. So, a GPS lifeline would be like me sitting right here right now. Yes. And hitting lifeline. They would know where I was so they would send help to here instead of the house. Oh, but with the type of lifeline that you have right now, if you were to hit that button, they would be rooted to your your address. If it was if it was powerful enough to reach the house. Ah. Yes, it would be. Okay. But right now I can only use lifeline up to three hundred feet from the house. Mm. And you just don't qualify for the other one? Uh, not paid for by insurance. Oh. That's pretty awful. Yep. Don't like that. <laughs> don't like that, but... Meh. What are you going to do? I mean, uh... Um, that one, that one would be another case for Senator Downing, I think. <laughs> You're just making plans over there. Trying to change this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it sounds like there are like a couple, what you're getting at is there are like a, a couple instances where although the Americans with Disabilities Act is supposed to simplify things, um, it seems like in a couple instances it, it, it complicates them for more certain than, cases. More, more than one way. Yeah. So again, it's coming back to that um, the reasonable accommodations yeah. and the one size fits all isn't really isn't really applicable to this situation. Because you remember a situation where I said physical therapists were trying to make up good X-rays and stuff like that when the doctor. Yeah. Um. This is another one of those cases where. Um, they're just saying blanket statements and they're not taking into account what is actually... It's not as detailed. Yeah. There's not as many, it's not really getting into the specifics, which yeah. is what would be the most helpful. Yeah. With it. Yeah. So, what I want people to know... Um, yes, there's one, um, situation 
that I came across in my uh, because the first actual apartment on my own that I have that I had was the one I'm currently in right now. And you've I been was, there for how long? Fourteen years now? I was there since two thousand seven. So yeah, about fourteen years. Yeah. Um, Can you believe that? I was at Rose Manor. Rose Manor before and that was big that was uh Pittsville housing. But that is state funded. This one is federally funded through six Mm-hmm. Um and if there's a ramp put on a um put on a put on a residential placement. Uh-huh. Um it is up to the um person that puts it on for up to a year to maintain the um ramp. But after that year it reverts back to the landlord as it becomes part of the property. Part of the property. Okay. So I have the I've had issues in the past where the landlord says, No, it's your responsibility because that's not my responsibility because it's it wasn't part of the property. You've had this issue with more than one landlord, too, haven't you? Because more than one person has owned your building. Um, no, actually, that was zero. Just the one? Just the one. That's a shame. But. My question is, how did he expect you to maintain that? When he had the means to well <clears throat> this is the confusing part okay um in his mind it is clearly not confusing but in the landlord's mind it was um he thought because I had staff it was automatically their responsibility to go out of trouble Oh. That's. That's what the, that's what is happening there. Yeah. yeah, I don't. No, it's. I don't think that we're responsible no. for for things outside. Of the, of the threshold of your home. Yeah. Like you know we're we we're responsible for for maintaining a clean household yeah. for you as well as you know your physical and personal yeah. care needs but um it's it's my understanding that that that's not really in the in the description of things no but in people in your, la- in your landlord's mind it was 
in landlord minds that because we were we were working in the house with you and in some cases landlords do um they don't not all landlords do snow removal for tenants yeah sometimes it is left up to the tenant but did he do snow removal for for the rest of the property like did he have the driveway plowed yeah so then he was taking responsibility for snow removal, so I don't know why that wouldn't extend to the ramp. That's confusing. Because in his eyes, the ramp was only for me, so therefore it wasn't for anybody else. So therefore he felt that it was not, uh, you know. By that logic, he wouldn't have covered snow removal for any of the steps for the rest of the tenants leading up to their doors as well because those are steps that aren't used by anybody but yeah, the person living in that single That's apartment. why my steps weren't done unless one of the PCAs wanted to do it out of the kindness of their heart for quite a while because he felt that way. That's cold. Yeah. I don't like that. It just seems, if you're gonna, it just seems to me that if you're gonna cover snow removal, then you do all snow removal. But I'm also the type of person that thinks if you're gonna do something, you can't half it. Yeah. You have to do all of it. You can't just pick and, if you <coughs> say you're gonna do something, you can't be picky and choosy about what it is you're gonna do and what it is that you're not going to do that falls under like the umbrella of what you've taken on. If you're going to if you say you're going to do it, you do it. If you're not going to do it, don't say you're going to do it. If you're uh, only going to do it halfway, don't um, say you're going to do it. And this kind of fits into ADA because it um it involves stuff around my house, but that's why I'm kind of the way I am about the windows and stuff. If you, if you, if you don't ask, how are you going to know what I need done or whatever? I mean, how are you going to know well I feel? And if somebody just assumes that, oh, his PCS will take care of it and doesn't do it, then it's up to me to come back to them and say, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, it shouldn't be up to me to come back, you know. It shouldn't have to be. Right. Yeah. I get that. If you're a decent landlord and you got... I'm not... Guys, qualified as I'm not trying to down every landlord in the city of Pittsfield because this is not... Not the case, but there's some landlords that sit sit on their tops and collect the money. Um, but in most cases, that's um, that's few and far between. But um. But there are some cases where, you know, people just need to be reminded that, you know, things are the way they are. 
and reminded to have a little compassion. Mm. You know, everybody could stand to remember that. Yes. And speaking of compassion. What? Um, I want people to know. And I haven't decided if I'm actually going to do this. But you guys can get a hold of us through, um... Through our email. Yeah. Wheelingthepathways at gmail.com. We check it Monday through Wednesday and sometimes. Sometimes. Sunday. Sunday, (coughs) when we have the time. It depends on how quick I am with cooking. (laughs) Don't rush me, people. (coughs) Perfection takes time. She is a darn good cook. I am, if I do say so myself. Not to, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but I'm I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good. Um, Kim. Yes. Along these lines, do you have any other questions as far as ideas? Um... I think the only other questions I would have are um, how it works with employers. Like what qualifies as reasonable accommodations for employers and how that works. Because we touched on, you know, the the housing and how um, public housing it's required. And if if there's construction, it's required. But... It's not required for private housing or if there's no new construction and things like that. But we haven't touched on anything with em- employers. This is something that is rather touchy subject. But uh, then why don't why don't I give you a minute to think about it while we cut to a quick break and we'll return yeah. to it. Yeah. How about that? Sound good? Yes. Perfect. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wheeling the Pathways of Life on WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle. Support for WTBR comes from Sandrini Enterprises, providing awnings and canopies in western Massachusetts. Retractable awnings, retractable screen, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at sandrini.com. UCP of Western Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives, apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct and living caregivers. Join the agency who's reimagining independence. We're back, folks. And what I meant by that is if it's a position that the employer can afford to adapt and can, can, uh, and doesn't have anybody that's physically able that is qualified to do it, then they usually do it. But the problem is with the work environment, 
there's usually other people that are able-bodied and qualified to do the job, so, um, uh, the disabled people had to remind the employers that, uh, you know, I'm qualified to do the job, you know, just put in the work to actually do the modifications that need to be done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in my experience with this situation right here, um, like when Matt came on the air, he said they were prepared to make the adjustments and give me the opportunity to uh, run my own show if I wanted to. But you feel like not all places are like that. Yeah. But uh, the jobs that I wanted to do, I couldn't be able to do because it requires me to do physical work and people don't want to, the employers don't want to do what's required to let me do the work. Um, so it's such as what? Out of curiosity. Um, and for a little more context. TV and radio. TV and radio? Production. Mm. Because in most cases, if I went out and got a degree to actually do TV and radio productions in college, they'd say, um, because we have to hire somebody else to help you, we might as well just let them do it because we can get one person to do it all. We don't need the second person to, you know. Okay. In a way that's kind of discriminatory, but I imagine there are yeah. some loopholes. Yeah. yeah. Frustrating. And frustrating. It, it goes to the point of some employers and some landlords don't even want to put a piece of wood under the desk to raise up the desk um, so I can get underneath it. I imagine that's what kept that's what's kept you in your space for fourteen years now. Other than I like it. <laughs> well yeah, that too. But yeah. I imagine that it's 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 easier as well. And believe me. I love it when people ask me to come out and look at their facilities that may or may not be. Eighty-eight, yeah. <laughs> you love it? Because I can pick them up and think. <laughs> you can give them a little bit of a little bit of crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
for the most part, they cooperate. <coughs> but sometimes I have to get Andy involved. Get who? Andy Camby. Who is that? From the Pittsville Health Department. Ah. Hey. And the Pittsville Fire Department. You're well connected. Yeah. You're a force to be reckoned with. You scare me. Don't mess with me. <laughs> I don't have any plans to, so you're good. Don't you worry. You mess with me enough. <laughs> it's you that messes with me, and you know it. Mm. Look at that smirk. Mine. You know what you're doing. Mine. You didn't know what you got when you got me, did you? I definitely did not. I definitely did not. No, Matt didn't know either. You are a handful, sir. But you enjoy every minute of it. Of course, I love what I do. Let's see, 10 years down the road, kick. I don't think that far ahead. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, um, right, right now I'm focused on getting through the next year. Um, I got too much on my, I got too much on my mind right now. Yeah. It's the end of the summer. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yes. I got my tooth. I'm moving. Yes. <laughs> um. Um. So. Yeah, I. I just, uh, I don't want people to think I'm bragging on landlords, but, you know, it's just common you're, sense. Yeah, and you're just talking about your experience with one person in particular. If you think, um, if you, if you just, most of situations. As far as I'm concerned, the ADA should not have should not have been needed to be put out there anyway. Because in most common cases it's just reasonable to assume that if you want people to come in, especially when they get older, that it has to be accessible. Yeah. And, uh, um, like I said last week, going through a grocery store, the eyeways may be big enough, but when they put a display in the middle of the floor, that kind of uh, defeats the purpose of... Or when there's columns in the middle, yeah. like when we went to the store last week, yeah. we had to do, we had to do like a... Very sharp turnaround, because we couldn't get through. You mean that big pole? Yeah, I do. That big Smack dab in the middle. Well, that was a support beam, so I don't think we could... Uh... Yeah, I know there's nothing we can do about it, but, oh. you know, it's things like that. Engineers need to look at Engineers need to call. Well, 
I don't know about that. I mean, I think they can like move the aisles around. I think that's like yeah. a simpler solution, <laughs> you know. But the simplest solution may not be the easiest to some people. I think moving the aisles around is a little bit simpler mm. than, like, you know, redesigning the building for the support beam. A lot of people don't think of the easiest way to do things is what I'm trying to get to. I don't... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I guess it's that whole work smarter, not harder yes. concept. Yes. That not everybody seems to get. Mm. Either that or some people just like to... I think some people just like to drag it out. So... Um... What... Um... What I'd like to... Um... End with today is like... If anybody wants... And sometimes I'll... Bring Caitlin or something, so um, do it on my own. But depending on Caitlin's schedule, I would be more than willing to come out and take a look at buildings and um, any modifications that may need to be done for individuals. And if anybody has any questions that they'd like answered, then yes. you can, you know, there are ways that you can reach out and get an answer at yes. wheelingthepathways at gmail.com or you have your Facebook page that's open to the public. Yes. People can reach us. Or, um, um, maybe working on something in the future that they may be easier to access. Mm-hmm. Or you can reach out to the station and ask them to contact yes. you. Yes. Which we've had happen in the past. They have, they have all my... They have all your information. Numbers. Yep, and you're available and more than happy to answer questions and help in any way you can. Like Caitlin says, don't call me to look in the morning. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't do it. There'll be no answer. <laughs> Not at 2 a.m. It can wait. I promise. And also, if people have any subjects that they want to hear, yeah. we're always open to suggestion. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm talking about I talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, but we're back together. Start reaching out to some of the big, big people that we have been talking about. Yes, but this week was a busy week. But yeah. hey, our schedule got cleared up for tomorrow. So maybe, <coughs> just maybe, we'll have some updates for people next week on that. Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. All things we can work on. Yes. Um, Kaylin. Yes. Um, so, what, what's, uh, I think, um, we could expand on, 
Um, we could go over winter. Um, so it's getting into the fall. We could go into winter uh, preparedness and yep. getting people familiar uh, with uh, getting into the stuff they're going to need for um, uh, getting uh, fuel assistance and stuff like that. And, uh, that sounds like a fantastic just idea. getting uh, more familiar with uh, um, getting contact information for Meals on Wheels and stuff like that so that people know yeah. who's out there. And, uh, that sounds like a great idea. Where they can get so uh, many information. And of course I may throw in couple extras. Some surprises some that yep. uh, may come up once in a while. But mm-hmm. uh, um Yes. You've been having a lot of fun with this, haven't you? I have. I've very much enjoyed our time on the radio show. Now, um, it's gets a standard joke around there. Um, Caitlin's not going anywhere. No. Uh, no, Caitlin, um... Even if she wanted to. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's a standard, that's a standard joke. Mm-hmm. I would be sitting in Sal's office. <laughs> <laughs> begging him to bring me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, folks, what I think we're going to talk about next week is like I said, uh, winter preparedness. Winter preparedness. Fuel assistance. How to basically when to basically I think when to call the proper people if you've got uh, any concerns about sidewalks and stuff like that, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, landlords that. Uh, I mean, as efficient as it should be on uh, getting... And all that good stuff. ...driveways done and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But until... Um... Um... Caitlin, I think this has been a good show. I think it has as well. I've definitely enjoyed myself. And I've learned some new things, which is always a bonus. <laughs> I like it when I walk away with new information. I like it too. Mm-hmm. Because this is what a man to do. Yep. And this is what wheeling the pathways of life is... Um, meant for. Meant for. Exactly. Uh, so th- join us next week. Join us next week at... Uh, 89.7... WTPR. We'll, we'll see you next week, folks. Until then, have a wonderful afternoon and a great rest of your week.
Thank you for joining us for Wheeling the Pathways of Life, a production of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and 104.3 WRRS Pittsfield, Berkshire Talking Chronicle, with your host, Brian Fitzpatrick, and co-host, Caitlin Fitzgerald. May you and yours have a beautiful day, and we'll see you again next week. Since you found each other, I've been so confused Cause I believe there's one soul on this earth That was meant for mine I was sent here to find What if it's you?